Hello and welcome to the Gimme More Gingy podcast. I'm your host, Gingy, and I've always lived my life outside of the social norms. With that being said, here I will share unmasked stories of my own as we explore ideas surrounding wellness, personal development, spirituality, sexuality, and so much more. All aimed at the objective in helping you align and honor your authentic self to explore different viewpoints and most importantly, to continue growing together. episode, I am joined by IFBB Pro and business owner On Vu. On and I met years ago in the bodybuilding industry and have stayed in touch through social media, watching one another's growth and journey beyond bodybuilding. Within this episode, On and I discuss her experience as a professional bodybuilder and her challenges along the way. We also explore the importance of self-awareness, spiritual transformation, and the power of thoughts in overcoming adversity. Ann opens up and shares her story of escaping an abusive relationship and how her experiences have shaped her into the leader, healer, and individual she is today. We also discuss her unique jewelry-making business, Shantivana, which focuses on spiritual healing and energy transfer. Lastly, I just wanted to mention that this episode was recorded in a gym because it was the best option and I'm so thankful because On works at self-made training facility Long Beach and the owners were so kind to allow us to record there. So huge shout out to them. I appreciate it. But the audio may have a little bit of echo, but it's still very enjoyable. I hope you enjoy this chat between On and I and are able to take away some golden nuggets. So excited for today because I have the beautiful Anvu today. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good, baby. Thank you. How good. are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm very excited for this because we met five years, six years ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Through bodybuilding, which I can't wait to dive into your experience with that. And since then, we have stayed friends over Instagram and you have gone through your journey, which I find is so inspirational. And I've had my journey and it's been cool to have someone who was a part of a certain time in my life and were able to continue to be acquaintances, friends, and look back, but also be able to see each other's journey and keep up with one another. So just to dive right on in, if you were to get into the back of an Uber and someone were to ask, what do you do? What would you say? I would say I'm a business owner, entrepreneur. I train clients and I am an artist for a living. So I run Shantivana, which is my jewelry company. And um, I hand make all the jewelry as well. It's uh, like I'm um, healing crystal bracelets, anklets, necklaces, all that good stuff. And then I also um, get people jacked for a living. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> you didn't leave, you left the bodybuilding industry, but you still yes. are helping people find their best figure. Correct. So I turned pro like in um, 2016 USA's and then I um, did my pro debut. I got like ninth. I mean, like after that, I kind of wanted to keep going, but then life happened. And like because life happened, it's like I've, I've now like I realized that it was meant to be because I find more fulfillment in coaching people and guiding people and being a business owner. I feel like I need my brain cells okay. instead of like prepping and, you know, like being so low, like low calories and grumpy all the time. Right. So let's get into that. When did you get into bodybuilding? How did you discover bodybuilding? And what was it that made you really dive full force and start competing? So I actually wanted to impress my um, boyfriend when I was 18 years old. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. No way. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, I was dating this guy and like he was going to the gym before me and you know he would always come back and like talk about it and I was like oh that's kind of cool and then um, back then I was like a total nerd. I had never stepped foot into a gym before. Um, I saw like these extracurricular classes um, in order to get like ahead like to get like college credits when I was in high school. And um, I ended up taking a strength and conditioning class. So my first gym that I went to was in Orange Coast College. 
Okay. That was like my first ever gym. And um, I started going more and more. And like eventually, like I noticed that it helped with my mental health. And then from there, like I started picking up yoga. I started running every single day too, which a bitch don't run now, but. <laughs> Hell no. I, would, I do not like running either. Uh-uh. But like I used to run like four miles a day, girl. Oh, wow. Like I was in it. So I um, ended up just loving everything about fitness and, you know, like all the healthy like endorphins and like everything that you get from working out and then like the results just seeing my body transform like it was just like there was no going back after that wow so it became less about more the dude and then more about me (laughs) okay and how many so you take your first class at orange coast college Mm -hmm. but then what was it that made you compete i know it was to impress your boyfriend but tell me about the first time did you find a coach for your first competition? Or? Yeah, so um, Fit Nation Gym in Norwalk, okay. that, that was the first gym that I trained out of. So um, after like the Orange Coast College Gym, I got a membership at 24 Hour, and then I started being surrounded by a ton of competitors in Huntington Beach. Um, it was the Springdale and Warner 24. I think we've trained there actually yep, yep. a few times together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Back in like whole, what, like 2014? That's 2014, where it all started maybe? for me actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so um, out there, like, that's where I met you, I think, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. so that gym was, like, super special to me. But um, that's where I would say that's where it really began, the, like, bodybuilding journey aspect of it. And how many years did you compete? Um, I did 11 shows in two years. (laughs) I'm a little psycho, dude, when it comes to, like, Okay, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna ask you right <laughs> off of the bat. Did you have a lot of complications with your body afterwards? Absolutely, and that was a huge reason why I stopped competing. Okay, and how many shows did you do before you became pro? Because that's also a very interesting topic to dive into. A lot of people that get into bodybuilding, I feel that is the main goal. And you have to do a lot, and you also have to spend a lot of money in order to get there. So me being in that industry and not becoming pro and then kind of observing other people that became pro, I feel that the title was really cool to have, but you didn't, being pro didn't mean that much. Or I guess when it comes to like sponsorships and all the cool things that come with being pro, like it didn't really equal out in my head. So from your experience, how many shows did you compete in order to become pro? Like nine, girl. I kept oh, going. Oh, wow. Okay. So I didn't necessarily have the best, like, genetics, but on stage, like, I killed it with my stage presence. Like, that was my that was my thing, you know? But, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, like, I did look good, obviously, you know? You but phenomenal. Your, oh, tran- you. your transformation you. is incredible. Aw, thanks, girl. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but looking back on it now, like, I feel if I were to do it over again, I would take, sh- like, breaks in between the shows. Like, I wouldn't go so balls to the wall. Granted, I got what I wanted, but at the same time, like, I had to put a pause on it because of my hormonal health. Like, um, I noticed that I ran my body, like, to a wall. My pro debut, like, my body wasn't firing off the same anymore. Like, it just didn't look right, you know? So after that, like, I was just like, I don't think this is my path. Like, something inside of me and, like, God was like, you know, like, you're not meant to do this, but you were meant to turn pro in order to get you to where you need to be. And that's a huge thing that I believe in, too. It's like, you're always exactly where you need to be. Um, It may not seem like it at the time, but at the end of the day, it's like, you're learning, like, the skill sets and um, all the experiences that you need in order to level up to the next chapter. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful um, but it just was a very long journey. <laughs> nine shows, girl, nine shows. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I did a total of four and I was done. Did you, did you compete? Did we compete at the same time at Las Vegas? I think we did USA's, right? That's the only muscle contest show I did. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, shit. The rest of them I did Spectrum, so I traveled, oh. like, to Sacramento. Yeah, I did one Spectrum show. I was freezing my ass off the whole entire time. <laughs> Not a good show, but it's okay. We don't talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, you looked beautiful on stage, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Total so, mermaid. So do you feel that having your pro card has – how has it helped you? Um, I feel like people, like, initially in this industry, being a trainer, like um, – 
they're all like, oh, yeah, a pro. Like, I want to train with a pro, you know, like she knows what she's doing. And I do because, like, of all the coaches and, like, all the training styles, all the experience that I've had. Um, I mean, like, competing in 11 shows, I've, I've picked up on a lot of, you know, like, knowledge and, like, how to build the human body. And then I got to know my own body. Um, so I would say that it, it's helped my skill set on top of, you know, like being an actual certified trainer. Um, I feel like nothing compares to actually putting yourself out there and living through it. It's like if you don't go through it, it's like how do you expect to show somebody how to do it Absolutely. kind of deal. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Would you ever do it again? Maybe. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Okay. Just, just not right now, girl. It's not feasible too busy it's so fucking expensive it is so expensive yes, how, much, how much money do you think you've totally spent bro in, in total <laughs> rough thousands. estimate rough estimate probably thousands because when you think about it like a suit is what like that could run up to like 600 to a thousand bucks um i got like a sponsorship the second year that i started competing on thank you baby no you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> so um i got like a sponsorship and then that really helped with the suits. But in terms of like the traveling, like booking flights, like Chicago for nationals um, and everything, like I would say in a year, maybe shit, like 4,000, 5,000, something like that. It's, it's an expensive hobby <laughs> to have. But they, I mean, you did have sponsorships. So how many sponsorships, sponsorships did you have in total? Um, oh my god, it was so long ago, I don't remember. Okay. Let me see, it was the, I'll do my best to try to remember. So, um, it was the supplement company that I was with, um, and then it was um, my bikini, my suits, and then I had a jewelry sponsor. Okay. Um, besides that, like, everything else came out of pocket, Okay. now that I think about it. How different is it from amateur world to once you're on that pro stage with all other pros? Oh, God. It's like a whole other beast. Yeah. It's like it's not just like a quick, you know, like 10-second routine. Like you're up there for like a minute and then like after that, like an hour, you have to hold that pose like the entire time where your lower back's aching and shit. Honestly, <laughs> I totally forgot that you do have a completely different routine yeah. as an amateur versus a pro. Mm -hmm. What is the difference? So as a pro, like you get your own routine. You like walk out, you know, you do your front pose, you do the T-walk, and then you pop like, um, your other front pose and then you do the turnaround and then you walk back it's like you get like a longer period of time and then after that they have to pull all the pros out um, and then they compare you it's like not like um, it's not like everybody in the same height class anymore it's like you're literally up there with everybody like um, I was class A being like five foot tall mm -hmm. and then from from like class A you have like all the way up to like D or F and those are like the tall girls. So um, like you just got to be good up there, you know, like it's it's a lot harder because you're going up there with like Olympians and people who have um, been doing this like all their life. It's like their career, you know, like they like rely on it for their like longevity and everything. So it becomes less of a hobby and more of like an actual job like, once you get into the pro circuit. So, like, I do believe that, like, you do have to take it seriously once you become a pro. And it just wasn't my path. It just wasn't, so. Yeah, especially you mentioning the hormone struggles that you're going through. If you don't mind, do you care if I ask a question? That I'll ask. Okay. Ask did you ever cycle? Yeah. Okay, and how long did you cycle, if you don't mind me asking? So, the first year that I competed, I did Anavar for, like, 12 weeks. And um, it worked. I mean, like, I felt, like, denser and everything. The only thing that sucks about Anavar is that um, my joints started hurting like fucking crazy. Okay. I don't think, like, people would know that initially, but, like, but like it tightens up your joints. And what exactly does Anavar do for your body? So or what is the purpose for it? So the purpose of it is to um, aid you into building more muscle mass, like, like um, getting you more in like an anabolic state, especially for us like females where like we have more um, estrogen than like testosterone than men. Um, it helps it a little bit, you know? Okay. And did you, during doing this, did you lose your period? Yes. Okay. So I lost my period early on, I would say... 
like a month into competing, like as soon as I started like going like super hard, like my period was like gone. So I didn't really think about it. And like, I didn't really care for it at the time because I was young. Like I turned pro at 23. So I didn't know any better. You know, like I was like, oh, this is fine. I wasn't really like paying attention to my health or anything. Um, but my period was gone. How long and did how long did you lose your period for? Because you said eleven shows in a yeah. two year span. So. so I took like a maybe like a like month and a half like break in between, um, and that was when like I switched coaches, and then I got it back like twice, like two or three times, and then after that like I jumped back on a prep again, and then it was gone. So it's just one of those things where like um, I know that like once I start prep because like I push my body so hard that like it just stops like um, this past year I actually was about to compete. I went on prep with uh, Frankie Yam. He's awesome. Frankie um, actually like he, he um, placed like top four top five in his pro show. So um, he knows exactly what he's doing. And like I trust him. So like if I were to prep again, I would go with him because like he's a pharmacist. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So like he was like the minimal, you know, like of everything possible. And like this year, too, like I didn't really cycle on anything on like my own. I just took like sarums and like he was like, that's fine for now. So, yeah, the, ho- the whole world is very like hush hush. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't think people realize that if you want to be competitive every year, the standard just gets higher and oh, higher yeah, and higher and in order to get your physique to that level, you have to have something in order to help it, especially for women, because I feel that for myself going through the bodybuilding world and everything that comes with it, I got into it because I wanted to understand how to get the best physique, but I didn't realize how much damage I was doing to my own body because you can't treat a woman's body the same as a man's oh, body. Oh, thousand percent. And yeah. a lot of trainers, I feel it's becoming more common to understand that. But even with scientific evidence, people still don't fully know how to support a woman's cycle and also compete on top of that. Like, looking back and knowing just what I put myself through and as you've explained what you've put yourself through, it's just wild. It, it is. truly, truly is wild. It so, is. Going back on your first show, you said you did Anavar. Mm-hmm. What other? So um, I ended up doing a little bit of a GH too, but I don't think I did um, enough growth like hormone for it to do anything to me because like I ended up going off of it. Um, but besides those two, and then like you know the Sarums, which like you can get like over the counter, those are selective androgen receptive modulators. So um, they're a little bit different because um, like ap- like according to like studies, there's not so much like negative side effects. Um, granted, like you will get minimal side effects here and there. Like um, I've heard of like Osterin, like affecting your vision. Out of all things, you know, like different things like that. Um, I feel like with every substance, there's always a risk to it. So just like having the right guidance and the right education behind it, like I'm like, by all means, to each their own, you know, like I don't demonize um, using steroids or anything. I don't demonize the industry. I think um, it's awesome. You just have to get the right person to overlook exactly what you're doing because that's like extremely crucial for us women's health, you know. Especially us as women. Yes. So doing that, did you, besides hormone imbalances, did you notice any other negative effects from doing any type of steroids or any of that? That was kind of mean. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I, you know, from my past experience, I was surrounded by someone who did steroids as well. And I noticed that it makes you, it amplifies the person that you truly are at that time of your that time in your life. So That's if you're put if you're extremely emotional, it makes you more emotional. If you're angry and can get upset easily, it amplifies that. So would you say that's how it was? I would say cuz like there is like a fiery side to me where um I can sense it. Like, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> she's there. She's there. For like the most part I'm chill these days. You know, we're getting older. <laughs> We don't got time for this bullshit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, like life's too short. So, um, but there is like a fire inside of me that, like, when channeled right, I feel like I can like transmute it and use it to the best of my ability. Like, for instance, with my businesses. But um, when I was on prep, it was like I channeled all of that like 
energy into my masculine side of me. And because I did that, I was a lot more like, oh, like, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like kind of like that, mm-hmm. where I noticed that like I was just very snappy and really aggressive at times. And then I had to check myself um, back then. Like it took me a while for me to check myself, too, because I was so young. I wasn't like very aware of myself as I am today. Now, granted, if I were to, you know, compete again today and do a cycle again today and, like, get on stage, I don't think I would, like, react the same. It's just, like, back then I just wasn't, like, self-aware enough to carry myself in a way that, like, makes it acceptable for me to be like that. Mm-hmm, hmm I like that. I like that. And you becoming self-aware in your bodybuilding journey what are what is the top or I would say top three things that you learned during that journey that you continue today whether it be habits whether it be mindset shifts what do you think you gain the most from going through that journey I would say that you can do anything that you set your mind to because all is mind like the universe is mental you know like everything that we do here starts with a thought If you can visualize it, you can do it. Like, back in the day, like, nobody thought that I could turn pro. And I was like, well, fuck you. Like, I'm going to do it, (laughs) you know? Um, Because, like, I can see myself on that stage, like, turning pro. If you can see it, you can do it. So that's number one takeaway. If you can visualize it, it can happen. I love that. I love that. And like I said earlier, you did have a crazy transformation from the first time you stepped on to your last time when you became pro, like your muscle definition, your stage presence, all of that. And that's one thing too with the stories that a lot of people don't get is that like, it's not like a miracle drug. It's like, you still have to put in the work. Absolutely. I I like that you said that because I remember when I was in all of that, a lot of people thought the same thing. It's to help. It's like, it's another supplement. Exactly. In a sense. Exactly. You just got to do it smart. Got to do (laughs) smart. Yes, girl. Got to find someone who will direct you. Yes. Okay, so you're you're not necessarily done with bodybuilding. You might come back one day. We shall see. (laughs) (laughs) But let's go into your spiritual journey because for myself, observing you through Instagram, I'm just going to be completely blunt. You are not the same person you were three years ago, which no. obviously I, I'm not either. And that's something to no, be proud. No, I think it's beautiful. Right, right. Yeah. But with, with that being said, kind of going back to when you said you were competing, there was kind of this fiery, maybe mad side of you. And through the years, I've noticed your energy become so positive and very enlightened and very just figuring out yourself and loving yourself. I've, that's what I've observed. And I want to know, how did that start? How did you figure out that it is time for me to put in the work in myself and figure out what makes me happy? I think me discovering like who I am and like pouring into my own cup started with me um, like pouring into other people's cups so much that I lost myself and from going through like the darkest of times to get to where I am today. As I guarantee you, if like you ask anybody like out there, you know, with like a positive mindset, like a positive mindset or like a positive shift, um, they've gone through some shit, you know, that have got them to where they are. And, like, in spirituality, we call that, like, the dark night of the soul, you know, where, like, you go through these experiences, and then you kind of have to sit with your own thoughts and your own darkness, and then all, like, the, like, childhood wounds that you need to heal, because that's where it all stems, like, from inside. And then, like, on a more, like, practical standpoint of things, I guess it's just, like, growing up and then realizing that um, you attract the kind of person that you are, you know, like in terms of like your relationships and then like business wise and everything too. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. And did that spark your current business? Yeah. So um, I actually got out of an abusive relationship because I dated um, one of my coaches. So I dated one of my coaches and um, it ended up being like a really bad situation where as soon as it got physical, um, I left in the middle of the night and I packed all my shit during that whole relationship too. Like it's just a 
like a shit show. Like I literally saw three cats die. We had like a whole family. Like um, it was like the honeymoon phase like got over and then like just shit started happening. Things got dark. Like things got really, really dark. But because of that and like one thing too about like substances, you know, like he was a bodybuilding coach. So like we, um, he was the one who like got me back onto Anavar like a second round too. Um, and then on top of that, it was like not even like bodybuilding drugs. It was like drugs, drugs. Oh. So I kind of had to put myself onto like a rehab, like after I left the relationship. Like, I don't really talk about this, but like we used to snort like um, pure ephedrine. I don't know where the fuck he got it from. What is but it? I'm so bad when it comes to drugs. So, so like ephedrine is basically like um, ephedrine. Like that's like what's in like the old like fat burners back in the day where like they banned that shit. Um, but it's, 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 it's very like crystal meth okay. <laughs> or like cocaine, you know, like okay. some shit like that where it was like everyday thing. And then he drank every day saying that like alcohol was like a spiritual thing. Like it's okay to use it, you know, like as long as you like don't let it overcome you. And then like we just drink every day. We do that every day. Like there'd be like days without like any sleep and different things like that. So like I literally was like a freaking like druggy dude. How, so, long, how long were you in this relationship? Like six months. And this was well, back in 2020. I commend you for getting out of it. Thank you. And leaving because you hear a lot of women that don't leave and put up with the bullshit. So congrats for leaving and getting out. Thanks, girl. Honestly, like, I wish I got out sooner, but it's, it's just of one journey. of those things where, like, when you're inside of a relationship with, like, a narcissist, like, a true narcissist, you know, like, um, and, like, somebody who's abusive, you're in this fog, like, in this brain, like, um, in, like, your brain, and, like, you're trying to, like, figure out, like, why things can go so good and then, like, suddenly, like, crash down on you, like, so suddenly. It's, like, a really weird place to be in, and, like, I don't think, like, people would necessarily get it unless if they've been in a situation like that. But, of course, like, me being in that situation like now like speaking about it I don't feel like I'm trying to play victim or anything but I'm trying to help other women learn that like you know like they can't keep themselves in a situation like that it's like if you're in any type of environment that like puts you in any type of danger like you need to get help you need to get out you need to talk to somebody and um eventually I did you know, but it took a long ass time, girl. And the trigger was once I got physical. Once I got physical. Yeah. Once I got physical. Like, I remember, like, he would um, monitor, like, my laptop, my phone. I I actually still have the hidden cameras. I thought I threw them away, but I was cleaning my room la last night. I, like, put them in, like, a case, and, like, I took them to get rid of them, and I forgot that, like, while I was moving, <laughs> I threw it in one of my boxes, and, like, I, like, opened up the headphone case, and I was, like, oh, shit. Like, they're, like, cameras, like, that, like, that like he hid to look like flowers and shit. And then, like, oh, put he hid the cameras. Not, oh, I, th I was thinking it was you hiding the cameras to see what was going on when you weren't home. Oh, no, no, no. Like, he had cameras for, to, to, like, to monitor me. You. Yeah. Yeah, so like, so like he monitored my phone and everything too. Um, he could like see it in real time as I was like typing or like where I was at all the time and different things like that. Shit got crazy. Bro, that's wild. Yeah. People can be insane. And that's what's also scary too is a lot of people put up a face for such a long time and then once they feel comfortable enough to let it their walls go down for women you know women get so attached very easily i think so yeah whereas men it takes a little bit longer they have their guard up whatever the case may be but whole dude that's wild yeah, so a lot of stuff happened in 2020 but because all of that stuff happened you know like i got out of that situation i put myself on like my own like kind of rehab thing you know like I came back from Arizona it's like we both were working the muscle contest show um at USA's like I had to drive out to Arizona and work that weekend and um like he was out there too um but when I came back I stayed with my dad for like a few days I got like a, my apartment again because like I was like I'm not going back there <laughs> you know mm -hmm. like I need to be safe I need to 
not get myself in that situation again. Like I need to just cut all ties. So that so I feel like that was when my life began again and I went back into the art side of things. So that's when I went to Michaels, you know, I got like canvases, I got paint because I was an AP art major. Like before all this bodybuilding shit, girl, I was a total nerd. Like I didn't play any sports. I played volleyball terribly. <laughs> hey, at least you're honest, at least you're honest. <laughs> girl, I cannot play sports for shit. <laughs> I did cheerleading and then bodybuilding. So I mean, cheerleading is active, but it's, it's not- impressive. It, it, no, no, no. And- okay, I was, again, I wasn't the elite cheerleader. I was the, <laughs> we're just doing this to get through high school, keep myself active type of thing, you know? But damn. Yeah. Again, congrats on getting out because I hear so many women, they stay in there and I am very fortunate. I've never been in an abusive relationship. And I think a lot of that comes from watching my mom. Like I knew what things to look out for, red flags, all that stuff. But I hear a lot of women that are currently in not healthy relationships, but they know there's, it's not healthy, but they continue. And I think a lot of it stems from being scared of the unknown. I think a lot of people are scared of the unknown. You know, you get into this regular routine, cycle, schedule, habits, and in order to break that, you have to follow the unknown. And our body and our minds don't like that, especially our minds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, like your thoughts are the most powerful thing that you have. You can either flip them and make them positive and work with you or you can continue or live in a very, very negative mindset and let your the thoughts get the best of you. Oh, yeah. So very, very true. God, I still I can't believe that. That's so crazy because funny enough, I think I know who you're talking about because I originally moved to Vegas and then I was going to move back here in 2021. And I remember messaging you because you were living in Irvine at the time. It was Corona, actually. And then Irvine was like another relationship that I got into that I had no business being in, girl. Oh, okay. So it it wasn't that one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the one prior to that, back when I was like in Corona, California. It's like one of my like life goals is to open up like a safe home in Corona for like women. That's like on my like bucket list. I love that. I love that. Okay, getting into your business because that's where where we started. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Tell me about your business. I think this is so freaking cool. Entrepreneur, (laughs) badass queen over here, jewelry maker. Okay, so where did the idea come from? So, or first, actually, before we get into that, tell me exactly what your business is again. So it's Shantivana. And what does that stand for? The name of the company means peace and light within Nirvana. So it's um a few different components all into like one word. That's why it's a little bit excessive. It's a little bit long, but I kept it because it's meant to be kept like that. So um, Shanti is peace in Sanskrit. So like in meditation, when people chant like Om Shanti, 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 that's peace, peace, peace. It's like a greeting. It's like a, um, also like a way to like end meditation. Um, My name An in uh, Vietnamese, that means light. So the core of the word is nirvana. So it's like shanti, vana is like all of those components into one. It's peace and light within nirvana. I love, I love the meaning. I love it. I love Thank it. Thank you, girl. Okay. Thank you. Okay. It's like I've thought about shortening it, but I'm like, no, like it wouldn't like communicate the same, you know? And like I think like words are so powerful and like frequencies are so powerful too that like I'm like, I'm just going to keep it the way it is. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it came about because I was journaling on shrooms, psilocybin, on Christmas Eve of 2020, actually, during my, like, rehab. I know it sounds, like, so, um, like, contradictory, you know, like, me, like, going out of, like, being, like, a drug addict for, like, six months and then going to do shrooms to heal myself. But, um it actually did help and there's like research on psilocybin where like it's helped people like PTSD like heal and everything so I'm I'm a huge advocate on that as long as you don't let any substance control you. Oh absolutely if you have full control over the substance partake be educated about it don't be stupid about it. Exactly. And it's natural because honestly mushrooms can't grow 
if one little thing goes wrong, it's dead. True. So Very, very true. So, I mean, it's natural. I actually, I worked through a lot of shadow work on mushrooms. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Okay, so you make jewelry. Yes. Why did you decide to go down the jewelry avenue? So, it was supposed to be um, a side hustle for clothes, actually. So back when I was like going into, you know, my like um, art rehab where like I bought like paint and stuff from like Michael's, I also walked down the bead aisle and I bought like a ton of like crystals and beads because like 2020 was also the year that like you would, I guess you would say like that's when my um, spiritual awakening happened because I stopped putting my identity onto a job when like quarantine happened. So that's when I started stepping into myself, started learning about crystals, started being outdoors more, started being grounded, rooted in Mother Earth, started, you know, like finding out who on really is as opposed to like the sales manager or something, you know. Um, but I, I didn't do anything with the art supplies. So fast forward to like March, um, I was invited out to a posing seminar to work for the supplement company that I was with in order to, you know, like do a demo, like sample table. And it was for Boyana and Tamara Haddad. So um, they like have their like own the stage, like workshop thing. And it was actually in Long Beach, the city here. So it's crazy. It's full circle. Everything's in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. I love that. So um I went out there, and then um, the night prior, like, I just saw the beads and the crystals. I was like, oh, my God, how cute would it be if I just, like, made them some gifts? So I made them, like, two bracelets each, and um, I had already made, like, a few bracelets, like, here and there, but, like, Shantivana was supposed to be closed. That's what it was supposed to be, because, like, I didn't see myself ever leaving, like, the nine-to-five that I had. I thought I was going to buy into the company one day. I thought I was going to go, like, all out with it. Um, and, like, lo and behold, like, I gift it to them, and then they introduced it as my bracelet company, and I ran with it. Wow. So, so they pretty <laughs> much told you how what your company was yeah, and then, and then it like, stuck I was with you. like okay and then I gave this like really awkward speech to all the girls there about the company and then everybody was like we want to buy some and I'm like okay soon they're like do you have a website no <laughs> wait how how cool though <laughs> yeah it literally just like unraveled for you right Bro. then and there Literally. And then I went to my car. I did it like a tarot reading. It's like, I do that too. I do like tarot readings. Um, but I do, I did that. And then it confirmed that like, it was going to be like a really like prosperous, you know, like a good like avenue for me to go down. I was like, well, shit. So in like a random parking lot in like Long Beach, I created the Shantivana Instagram. I hit up um, Simeon Robinson for like my first like video uh, promo shoot and pulled an all-nighter I did like my first collection that weekend and then I ended up launching it on Easter Sunday so everything's been on like a really weird timeline mm -hmm. but I launched it and then I ended up like selling out on my website which was like mind-blowing to me and like it sold out while I was listening to you know like Sunday like mass so it was just like really freaking insane it's just the whole the whole path of like starting Shantivana it's just like I don't even I can't even really find like the right words for it because it just seems so unreal like I make bracelets for a living <laughs> you know and like that's my spiritual healing side of things now and it's just really cool so and I feel that you have a really cool process when you do make bracelets so walk me yeah. through what that process is like so first of all, I never create any bracelets when I'm not in the right state of mind because I believe in transference of energies. So um, I'm like really energy sensitive too. And like I do put a part of myself into every single piece that I create. Like it's like, yeah, granted, like I'm an artist, like they look really nice, but it's just not all for looks. It's like each bracelet activates a different chakra point. Um, each one like heals a different thing or like manifests a different thing, you know, but um I have all the beads out, you know, like um, 
if it's a customer or anything, if like people are giving me their order, like what they want to manifest, like I kind of meditate on it first. And then I use their energy, ask them what their sign is and everything too, or like who it's for. And then I just kind of just, it's, it's, you kind of have to be there to see me do it, but like it's all very intuitive the way that I make my bracelets. Um, but I pay attention to colors and everything too. But there's, yeah, there's like a whole process to it. It's something that I would have to show you one day, I think. No, this is so cool. There's and so much like heart and soul that goes thank into you. each piece. Thank you, thank you. So it does take up a lot of my energy for sure, but I love what I do. Um, no complaints. And you were talking about you have to be in a certain flow state. So yes. what does that look like for yourself? So just no stress, you know, like I'm not like preoccupied with like any other like problems or like outside problems and everything. And I think that's why too, that like I'm not diving into the dating scene so deep right now because I have to preserve my energy. And like, I'm so sensitive that like when something goes wrong or something happens to me, like it affects me so deeply and I can't work. So that's really self-aware. Like that's yeah. tons of self-awareness. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but on top of that too, like I cleanse all of the pieces with like Sage and Palo Santo before I send it off to the wearer. And I feel like the intention behind each piece is there so that like it actually does help the collective. And that's my whole life's mission as like a healer, you know? This is so cute. I can't. Like, <laughs> I, I want to cry because the, I can just. No. I can tell like how much intention you have behind Thank it, you, girl. and I think that Thank it is you. so powerful that you are taking yourself and helping the collective, whether it be little, big, whatever the case may be. Like you're putting the intention to help other people. That is so beautiful. That's why this exists, girl. If it, if like it weren't for that, like God would be like, nah, you can't do this anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. So like as long as I continue to help people and I have like the pure intentions that I do and I help people like um, uplift like their own journeys and their own companies, like collaborations, for instance, I'm very like particular with who I collaborate with. Like um, this past month, I collaborated with one of my friends, Alma, who owns like Top Notch West, um, West Covina, which is like a little smoothie shop. And she's like one of my day ones. And um, I collaborated with her and she sold out all 33 bracelets. Wow. Which is actually your life path, 33. Yeah. We, we discovered <laughs> that earlier. Hey. <laughs> so going on the business side of things creating this from scratch what has been a huge obstacle that you've had to work through um I think separating my emotions from making like more logical decisions so prior to like this year to a year and a half like I feel like I was very emotionally driven like granted I I had the tools to run a business I knew how to do it but like as I get older and like as I experience more of it and like I meet other business owners who are like way ahead of me where like I want to be. It's like sometimes I have to take a step back and remove myself from the emotions and make the right decision in order to keep growing as much as like it hurts you sometimes to make these decisions because like it affects like everything around you, you know, like um, you have to sometimes do that like in terms of like cutting people off or, you know, like inviting only certain people in, like you have to kind of preserve your space, preserve your energy, preserve your business. Cause, um, at the end of the day, like, um, you have to be careful about who you trust mm -hmm. in like business standpoint, you know? So. Absolutely. Do you do everything yourself? Uh, for the most part, for the most part, um, I hired on an assistant so she helps with, like, event coordination and planning. She comes to some of, like, the pop-ups, and that allows me to, like, train clients in the morning here and then rush over to, like, an event. Um, and then I've hired, like, like freelance people for, like, like, the content creation, like, in terms of, like, getting, like, professional, like, videos or, like, photo shoots and everything, too. But in terms of, like, running the website, um, doing most of the events by myself, um, creating it, shipping it, like, coming up with new collections, promos, like, everything, like, that's all me. 
So it's, so it's growing. And I know like eventually, like I do have to hire people. I'm just really selective about who I invite people in because like of the energy aspect of it. And then like knowing their intentions after a while too. That's incredible. That's Thank a lot you. of work though, too. That is it takes up a lot of my time. And then on top of like training too. So like right. I, so like I consider both of them to be my full time, you know? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for how much energy you're talking about putting into just making one bracelet for someone, seems like it would take a couple hours to be honest, it's actually a little, yeah, like at first it took a, lo- a, a lot longer, but like now that I guess like the more you do something, the more it's like, you know, quicker right now in terms of like making like bracelets for like pop-ups, like I'm a lot faster than that because it's more like fun for me too. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, like carnelian and then black obsidian. Oh yeah. That's like energizing and then protecting. So like I can do that together. Black and red looks cool together. Mm-hmm. You know, add a gold connector in there. Boom. Like that's a, that's a bracelet. And why do you choose to do a lot of pop-up events? Do you feel that that's great for marketing? So I strongly believe in thinking globally, but acting locally. Expand upon that. So it all starts in like your inner like circle or like your inner sphere, like your city. So like, for instance, it starts with you and me, like sitting down and having a conversation But from there, it expands out into the masses because, like, you know, like, word of mouth, travel and everything, too, like, um, based on, like, your mission and what you're doing. So by doing the pop-ups, I feel like I'm able to impact, like, the city around me, like, initially. And then from there, that's when the bracelet, like, makes its move. And then, like, people from, like, word of mouth, like, talk about it or, like, you know, like, whoever I heal in this city, they'll go tell their friends and then they'll tell their friends and then it just spreads, and then eventually it becomes a global movement. I feel like it starts, um, well, it starts from within, and then from within, it starts with your neighbor, and then from your neighbor, it starts with your neighbor's neighbor, and it just keeps going. I think that's like the best way that I can put it. It's kind of like an energy thing. Absolutely. I'm learning so so much. I love this. (laughs) This is so cool. This is so, so cool. (laughs) I do what I can. (laughs) (laughs) And... How have you been able to channel in the energy in order to make the bracelets? Has that been a process? I feel like I have to spend a lot of time by myself okay. um, to like recharge and like to get grounded, to get back into like my energy. Cause like, it's really easy to absorb other people's thoughts and emotions for me. So Um, knowing that about myself, like, I know, like, if I'm at, like, events back to back to back to back, like, I'm going to get overwhelmed, and, like, it's going to be hard for me to create or do anything. Um, I also have ADHD, so it's just, like, one of those things where, like, I have to, like, be mindful, otherwise, like, the fire comes out, like, in a negative way, you know, like, I'll, like, snap because, like, I'm overwhelmed. So I try to prevent that from happening by, by, like, recollecting myself you know like listening to frequencies meditating when I can um I feel like long drives help me so that's why I don't mind like going to places because drives are like so relaxing honestly I'm with you every time (laughs) I drive here and back from Vegas to Huntington Beach I love it I feel like I get so many downloads yeah and I'm just able to really focus in on where I want to go, grasp inspiration, but it's yes. also it's also nice because with having ADHD and driving, I'm doing something, but I know this sounds bad. And in a sense, I'm on autopilot, so I'm able to like go 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 because I also have learned through bodybuilding when I do long periods of cardio I get the same I guess in a sense like high inspiration yeah. as I do driving as well oh you get it then girl yeah because right, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I'm doing something but it's not something I need to like fully focus on so I can also like as my body is going I'm able to think about exactly things. and then your brain's just like <laughs> right right I have to say you have a lot of self-awareness thank you I appreciate that girl I think thank a you. lot of people don't ever come to the level of self-awareness that you have truthfully I appreciate that I think it comes with like being forced to grow up fast you know like going through all of these experiences at a young age and then like having to get my shit together Mm -hmm. I feel like life kind of pushed myself into that direction and like like innately I feel like I'm an old soul 
And I feel like you are too. That's uh, why we click. I feel, I feel, I feel, <laughs> yes. I like it, I like it. Yes, yes, yes. So um, just experience and life, I feel like it does something to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like both positive and negative, but at the end of the day, it's like all of these experiences are helping you to shape into like the leader or the person or the healer that you're supposed to be to really like go out there and live your divine purpose. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. Where do you see yourself going I hate asking the question, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Because so much can change. Oh, yeah. But what do you, like, what's your number one goal that you're working towards right now? Um, I want Shantivana to be a multi-million dollar company and to spread globally. I want a family. Um, In five years, I mean, like, I don't know about the whole, like, kid situation. Like, maybe, like, one or two. But I see myself, like, expanding my businesses, having a family, um, having a healthy family. Mm-hmm. And um, I also see, like, my family doing good and just continuing, like, training as well. Like, I don't think I can ever let go of this aspect of my life. Just maybe not, like, in person so much, but I, but as, like, a leader and, like, somebody who's a healer, like, mentally and physically and spiritually, like, I don't see myself ever letting go of this, like, aspect of life. I feel like you've been personal training for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I took it seriously for a couple of years now. So how do you feel that your personal training has gotten better or changed through you diving deeper into your own spirituality and personal development journey? I feel like um, it's helped with my own clients in tapping into their like potential and their confidence and their true self. As um, initially when I first take on like a client, you know, like they're a little bit more shy or like timid because they're trying to get to that level of like comfortability as they're unhappy with like certain aspects of their life. Um, So initially like you go in there, you get to know them, like they start opening up and then next thing you know, it's like therapy for them and then they're blossoming. You know, like once you feel good on the exterior, I think it really does translate like into your own spiritual growth too. As like you have a mindset shift. That's like kind of with prep where like um, maybe like well, like, would you say like six, four weeks out, you start looking good, you start feeling yourself, you start posting more on social media. And um, I see like my clients, like they're all like posting on their own will now, you know, like they're, they're like feeling so much better about themselves. They're like healing relationships even. And like, for some reason, I train a lot of couples. Oh, okay. So they're all like getting married or, or like, they're already married, and I feel like it strengthened their bond because they're able to um, both go into the same like goal together. And I do believe that goals manifest twice as fast if you have multiple people like like believing in the same thing. I love that. I think that's so true. I've never thought about it like that, huh? As a power of thought, like when you think about it, one thought like can do so much with your own life. But what if, you know, like multiple people think the same thing and then they go after the same thing and then it just manifests twice as fast. That's why I don't think Gandhi's like fucking crazy for thinking world peace is going to happen one day. You know, like it may not happen immediately, but I do strongly believe that if we all believe it and we all like start with ourselves and our inner work, like that's the best service that we can do for the world. Is bettering ourselves so that our energy can radiate onto everybody else. And then from there, like, it starts with, like, a like a drop in the ocean. Like, it just starts rippling. Absolutely. I've even felt a change, especially when it even comes to understanding the masculine energy and the feminine energy. Um, with the masculine and the feminine energy, too, it's, like, crazy that you say that. Because um, I feel like as I get older, too, like... Initially, it was all masculine energy from getting out of those situations. But now, like, as I'm getting older, I'm tapping more back into the feminine energy. Would you say it's kind of like the same thing with you, too? One thousand percent with me. Because for myself, a lot of mine stems from 
I don't like using the term daddy issues, but I, I'm just going to use the term daddy issues. I never had a very strong male figure in my life. And so I took on that role for a very long time. And I started to notice with the people I was dating, I was dating a lot of beta males and that is why I took a really long time after my last ex to understand myself and bodybuilding was the start of my spiritual and my personal development because it breaks you down to the core you competing is such an extreme but what it does to you mentally is on a whole different level and I'm appreciative of it that I did it at a young age because I feel that I am years ahead for where I'm currently at would you ever compete again? <sighs> okay, there's a little <laughs> part of me that wants to, but I know I will never because of how detrimental it is on our reproductive system. Got it. Like it is, I'm getting more into like cycle syncing and understanding how uh, a woman's hormones change four times. I mean, they change every single day, but we go through four cycles or four phases every single month because our body oh. actually goes through the process of creating a child, but because we don't have the sperm that connects and actually grows it, that's why we have our period and that's the release of it. And we're almost, we're connected with nature. You know, you see trees, for example, during the winter season, they're quote unquote dead, no leaves, which is our menstrual, which is connected to our menstrual phase. And then you see like how spring, how it slowly starts to, grow leaves and then during like the spring summer is when it's like the most flourished which is our ovulation phase and it wow. just like it repeats dude i've never seen it like that oh, I, that's I'll, beautiful i'll have to teach you i'll have to show yes. you and teach you no teach me yes it, it's honestly that's beautiful it's wild because then what i really enjoyed about bodybuilding was the nutrition aspect because i feel that in the society that we live in we're not taught about these things and especially with all the processed food that people think is healthy but in actuality it's not but yeah with just understanding what foods in order to support where you're at on your face has been a life changer because then also you won't get cramps pms gets shortened and then you understand like where you're at in your hormones because we're conditioned to live in a male dominant society which they have the 24-hour circadian rhythm which is we have as well but women also have infradium which is a cycle that lasts longer than a day interesting yeah so that would probably explain like why women are a little bit more tired like during like certain like periods of the day that's interesting. And wow. even certain times. like So during your menstrual phase, you are supposed to rest. That's when you want to do very low impact. That is when you want to observe what happened throughout the month. Mm-hmm. Maybe make plans of what you want to do in the next month. You know, wrap up anything. Rest. Self-care. Inward. And then once you get out of that, then you can, as your estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone start to rise your energy starts to rise and then after ovulation it starts to slowly come back down that is so, it's so like this cycle. interesting mm-hmm. that's one thing i did too i got off of birth control oh i got off of birth control bro it's so it, bad it's, for you it's, the, it's synthetic hormones yeah. that we're pumping into our body mm-hmm. uh, don't even get me started about this <laughs> i could go down we'd be talking for hours dude. no seriously seriously <laughs> okay so to g- bring it on back Run it back. <laughs> with all <laughs> your experience that you have with where you're currently at in life, if you could go back to the younger on, what one piece of advice would you give yourself? Stay focused. Don't pay attention to the boys so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and um, you're exactly where you need to be. Going back to what I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's like, keep pushing through younger on because <laughs> everything that you're going through right now is teaching you the skill set in order to be a leader you can't be a leader without the struggles you can't be a leader without the failures you can't be a leader without like falling straight on your ass and making mistakes it's like because you're making mistakes like you know exactly what to do and what not to do in terms of like how to prevent things from happening again or like how to execute things properly a second third time around 
um, experience is the best teacher. So just keep living your life and um, make time for yourself. I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, this has been such a great episode. I appreciate you coming course, on here girl. and sharing your story. Thank you for inviting me out. Of course. Me inviting you out here. I know, right? Right. <laughs> Sorry if the sound is a little yes. noisy. We are at the gym that on trains out of which is self-made training facility long beach all right and if you're looking for a personal trainer she's your girl but where <laughs> can the people find you um they can find me on instagram um at on vfit a-n-h-v like victor f-i-t um i also my assistant helped me start my tiktok so shantivana collective um, that's my TikTok, and um, you guys can find me in Long Beach at local pop-up shops. I'm always posting like my schedule as to like where I'll be. Um, I do a lot of pop-ups like in Orange County. There's a few in Ontario. So if you guys are in California, like I'll be out here. And then what's the Instagram for your jewelry oh, brand? Shantivana. S H A N T I V A N H A. I'm pretty sure you'll put it like. Absolutely. <laughs> I will have everything in the description below or in the podcast show description, whatever. Everything will be linked. Again, thank you so much for coming on here and taking the time course, to just have this conversation. It's been a great time. I'm so, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and like, I just wanted to tell you too, girl, like, keep doing what you're doing. This is amazing. Real shit, thank dude. You. Thank keep, you. Keep using your voice. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Again, thank you for coming on, and I will see you in the next episode. Gingy out.